Amen. Thank you very much. I appreciate the special message and song. Uh, take your Bibles if, tonight and turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And once you find your place, if you're physically able to stand, we'll read the first four verses here and uh, begin our teaching and preaching on stewardship here. 1 Corinthians chapter number 4. I'd like to begin reading in verse number 1. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man may be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. But he that judgeth me is the Lord. Our Father, we are so thankful that we have been delivered. Thank you so much for what you've done for each of us. And what a joy and a privilege it is that you could take sinners saved by grace and then allow us to be involved in being stewards of all that you have entrusted into our care. And I pray tonight as we begin our stewardship month uh, that it will make a difference in our lives. I'm thankful over the years to have learned some things about stewardship has made a big difference in my own Christian life. I pray you'll bless us tonight. Be with the pastor as he's away. Watch over him and Deontay as well. I pray you'll bless as he preaches tonight as well. May it be a blessing to all of those who are here tonight. Now, I pray tonight that you will take me as your servant, cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, fill me with thine Holy Spirit. You bless now the teaching and preaching of God's holy word. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for standing. Beginning tonight and the next three Wednesday nights, we're going to be studying what the Bible says about Christian stewardship. And let me say at the very beginning, if you're here tonight and you're saved, you are a steward. You're either a good steward, a bad steward, or a so-so steward. But every saved person is a steward. In order to get the context of stewardship and what it's all about to understand, and what I believe one of the great stewards we find in the Bible, the Apostle Paul was writing about, we need to understand what a steward is. A steward is one who manages the affairs of another. In other words, he owns nothing himself, but whatever he has in his possession, he is managing it, or he's a, a, a guardian of that particular, uh, what he has given to him. So if you understand what a stewardship is, from the time that we got saved, God has entrusted in all of us something we are to manage, not for a human being, but for Almighty God. So Christian stewardship is simply, what am I doing with what God has entrusted me to manage for Him? We're going to learn some things about that. The Apostle Paul was writing here about uh, stewardship and being a manager. Of course, God had given him uh, some things. He was a, a steward, a manager of the mysteries of God. 
God had trusted him in some very special things to manage. And what a great job he did uh, in watching the life of the Apostle Paul. Now, it says here in verse number 2, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So if I'm a manager of what God has entrusted to me, there is a requirement. It's very important that I understand this requirement. Paul says this, God has made me a steward, a manager of some things. And he says, there is a requirement for me to be faithful in doing that. So we see here, Paul says, uh, here, there's a requirement. But I want you to notice his response to that requirement. He said in verse number three, but with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. But he that judges me is the Lord. Now let's look what he's saying. I'm a steward. I'm managing some things for God. He says, God has given me a responsibility, which means I'm be faithful. So here we need to understand every saved person has been entrusted in something to manage for God. Our time, our talent, our treasure, all that we have, we are managing it for Almighty God. And Paul says, I understand that I'm required to be faithful. But here's my attitude, here's my response to that. He says, Corinthians, I love you. I spent 18 months there with you. You're special people to me. But I want to tell you something about my stewardship. I'm not so concerned about what you think of my stewardship. As a matter of fact, I'm not even that concerned about what others think of my stewardship. As a matter of fact, I'm not even concerned about what I think of my stewardship. What I'm really concerned about is what God thinks. So here's the thing we need to understand. If we're saved, we're stewards. Since we are Christian stewards, there's a requirement. The requirement is you are to be faithful. The response ought to be, The most important thing I need to show is not to this group or that group or other people or even myself. There is one who's going to judge my stewardship. If we could get that that principle down that I'm a steward and I want to be the best steward that I can be. And I shouldn't be going around just trying to please other people, though I think we ought to have a good testimony up in place of other people, in front of other people. But the one that we ought to be concerned about is the one who inspired the word to say it is required, it is required in steward that a man or a woman or a boy or girl be found faithful. And my response ought to be, I'm really concerned 
about what God thinks about my stewardship. If we get that thought in mind, then for the next several weeks, we'll understand some things about stewardship. I want to start tonight by giving us what I call three principles of stewardship. Three principles of stewardship. I want you to turn back, if you would, to the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter number 8, and I want us to see the first principle of stewardship. Now keep in mind, it's required in a steward that a man be found what? Faithful. Faithful. I, I know that. I, I, there, there, there's no, nothing to question about that. It is required in every steward that I be found faithful. My response ought to be the most important person in the world that I want to be found faithful doing what I should be doing is the one who's going to judge me. That's almighty God. So here's some principles. What are the principles of stewardship? The first one I want us to see is found in Deuteronomy uh, chapter number 8. And I want to pick it up and begin reading in verse number set, verse number 11 of Deuteronomy chapter number 8. Paul now, I mean uh, Moses here, is writing to the children of Israel. They've been in Egypt some 400 and some years. They're about, they're about to go into the promised land. They're about to find a land that's flowing with milk and honey. They're about, about to go into a land where they didn't do anything at all. But God has entrusted them into this land and given them a whole lot that they ought to take care of. In verse number 11, it says this, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied. Verse number 14. Then thine heart be lifted up, that thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. Verse 15. Who led thee, through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought forth, brought thee forth water out of the rock of Flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. Verse 17. Thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers as it is this day. He says, Israel, you're about to go into the promised land. You're going to find a lot of things there, a lot of good things. Don't you ever get to the point where you say, look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. Look what I have done with my own 
hands, my own resources. He says, remember the Lord thy God. It is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. The first principle and the very starting point of stewardship is what I call accountability. Accountability. In other words, I need to remember when I find prosperity in life, I need to remember who helped me get there. If I find myself facing problems in life, I still need to remember all that I have, all that I've become, all that I will ever do came from Almighty God. And as a steward, I'm accountable, accountable to Almighty God how I manage everything that I have. My job, my children, my house, what I, my money, everything that I have, I am managing it for Almighty God. And Lord, help me never to forget he's the one that gave me the ability he gave me strength. He gave me resources. He gave me my job. He gave me my family. Everything I have came from Almighty God, and he requires me to be faithful and be accountable to him. Listen at what the Bible talks about this accountability. As a matter of fact, it tells us throughout the scriptures that God owns everything. The Psalm 24 says this, The earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. In Leviticus 25, 23, it says, The land is mine. Psalms 24, 1, The earth is the Lord. In Psalms 50, verse 10, Every beast, the cattle of a thousand hills. In Haggai 2, 8, The silver and the gold is mine. In other words, everything that I have belongs to Almighty God and at best I'm just a manager. I'm just, I'm just taking care of it for God. I don't own anything. I don't own my house. I don't own my car. I don't own my job. I don't even own my children. They all belong to Almighty God. God owns everything and every steward is accountable to God. So accountability is the first principle uh, of stewardship because God owns everything. And if that's not enough, the Bible also says God owns us. Ezekiel put it this way, all souls are mine. It says in Romans 14, 8, we are the Lord's. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19, it says, ye are not your own, ye are bought with a price. Now I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that a Bible man or a Bible woman or a Bible boy or a Bible girl has no issues with stewardship. Amen? After all, I don't own anything. I'm just the manager and I'm going to be accountable to Almighty God how I manage what God Almighty gave me. So the first principle of stewardship we need to get down is accountability. It's amazing that, that we see people today who, when they're facing problems, 
they need God. When they find prosperity, they don't remember God. That, what, that happened in Bible times and it still happens today. It makes no difference whether you're facing problems or you find prosperity. You still don't own anything. It all belongs to God. He is the one who gives us what we should manage. And by the way, I'm convinced the more you manage the little that you have, the more God will give you to manage. Because a lot of people want more out of life but don't do a very good job with what they already have. If we manage what God gives us, God will give us more to manage. After all, that's all we are, managers. If I can't manage a small job, why in the world would God give me a bigger job? If I can't manage what little that I have, then I can't expect God to give me a lot more. So the first principle of stewardship, and we'll talk more about this in the next several weeks, is accountability. Then I want you to go over, to go back to Genesis chapter number 18 and look at the second principle of stewardship. Accountability. God owns me. God owns everything. And I'm going to be accountable to God. My attitude ought to be I'm required of God to be faithful. My response ought to be I'm going to do everything that I can to be as faithful as I can because God is the one who's going to judge me and I'm accountable for everything that he's put into my possessions to manage for him. Principle number two, Genesis chapter 18. The Lord appears to the great patriarch Abraham and he makes a statement in verse number 18 just prior to uh, destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. He goes to Abraham in verse 18 and he says this, Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Now notice this statement. For I know him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. The second principle of stewardship, accountability, God's going to judge me. I'm required to be faithful. I shouldn't care about anyone more than I care about what he sees, what he knows, how he sees how I manage. And I'm accountable because he owns everything that I have and he owns me. So I'm going to be accountable. But the second principle of stewardship is what I call dependability. It's one thing I'm accountable, but the second principle is dependability. Can God trust me? Look, he said, I know Abraham. Abraham is a trustworthy person. Abraham will raise his children right. Abraham is going to become a, a, a great nation, a leader of a great nation. I can make Abraham a leader because he's going to be a good leader. Well, God looks down upon us and says, I've got a whole bunch of stewards. A bunch of them running around. A whole bunch of them in Crossroads Baptist Church. But can he say to any of us, I know him. I know her. I know that young person. I know that if I give that family children, 
They'll raise them up right and train them for me. I was listening to Dr. Sissers. He was preaching at a church down in Florida last night. And, uh, many, some of you know that I, I, I was uh, on the board of BIMI for 20 years. And one of the things that we enjoyed all the time was twice a year we had missionaries who would come to be approved by the board uh, to go around the world. And, and uh, we'd all sit around the board and hear the testimonies. And we were so excited about uh, for a long time, we had a thousand or so missionaries going around the world. I was uh, listening to him talking last night, and as he was preaching, and I was watching it online, he said, 2021, there was more money came in the BIMI uh, in 2021 than the last 50 years. And I said, wow, all of that money that's come in. And then he said this, but we had fewer missionaries to go out than any time during that period of time. And he was saying, people have come to the point in life where stewardship is giving some money but not giving ourselves. Families want their children to be entrepreneurs and, and there's nothing wrong with making money. There's nothing wrong with having a good career. But there's still, there's still a God in heaven who says, I give family children that can be missionaries and preachers and faithful servants to help get the gospel around the world. And that has not changed. But show me somebody like Abraham that I can say, I know him. I know that family. I know that person. I can trust them. You see, good stewardship is not only accountability, but good, good stewardship is dependability. God wants us to use our time and talent and treasure for his honor and his glory. If God gives me a car, then I ought to use it for his honor and glory. He gives me a house, I ought to use it for his honor and glory. He gives me a talent, I ought to use it for his honor and glory. I ought to use it. That's what good stewardship is. And God is still looking. He's looking down in local New Testament churches today and trying to find him a man or a woman, a boy, a girl, a family that he can say, I know him, I know her, I can trust that person that family to do what I have called them to do. You see, if we really are submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, then he ought to be able to depend upon us. He ought to be able to trust us. God should, God should, should be able to trust any person here in any place who's born again by the Spirit of God. God ought to be able to trust us to give us a good job making plenty of money, and he knows that we'll honor him. He ought to be able to trust us to give us a good job and know that we'll do everything we can to be faithful to church. God says, I'm looking for somebody that I can trust. The eyes of the Lord are running to and fro, and still today, looking down in New Testament churches to find some people that says, all that I own belong to him. He owns me. And I want God to be able to depend upon me and trust me to be all 
that I need to be for his honoring glory. The question should not be how much does it takes to be dependable. It ought to be how much can I give to one who's given so much to me. Can God depend upon you? Can God depend upon me to be all that we need to be? I think of the, one of the great examples we find in the Old Testament is Joseph. And you look at Joseph's life and how he prospered and how uh, God blessed him. He started out, he was, he was faithful to his parents. And uh, when his brothers threw him in the pit, he was still faithful. When he served in Potiphar's house, he was still faithful. When he went to prison, he was still faithful. When he went to the palace, he was still faithful. You know why? God could trust him. And the God that we serve today is still looking for men, women, boys, and girls who will simply realize I'm nothing but a steward. That's all I am. I'm managing something for God. I'm managing my time for God, my talent for God, my treasure for God. I'm doing all of this for God. And I'm accountable because I want him to find me faithful. And I want him to be able to depend upon me. So stewardship is accountability. But stewardship is dependability. And then let's look at the third principle in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter number 8. A third principle of stewardship. Paul says, I love you, Corinthians, but I'm, I'm more concerned about what God knows about me than what you think about me. I'm accountable to him. Abraham, God could depend upon him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, we find the great uh, missionary uh, chapters that we teach and preach all the time about faith, faith promise. Uh, we find in chapter number 8, verse number 1, Moreover, brethren, we do you the wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in the great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and the deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power or ability, I pray, uh, I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. Verse number five, and this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. The third principle of stewardship is availability. Accountability, God's going to judge me. Dependability, God wants to trust me. Availability, I've got to make myself available to God. The saint, the, in 2 Corinthians, these, these Christian people gave a special sacrificial offering when they didn't have a whole lot. But the grace of God was bestowed upon them and they were able to give to their ability. In other words, they looked at the little that they had and they sacrificed and gave from that. And then by faith, they learned to give more. They set an example of what sacrifice is all about for the work of God. And the Bible says in verse number five, what made the difference, they first gave their own selves to the Lord. 
The final analysis of stewardship turns out to be our commitment to Christ. You see, if we're committed to the Lord, then we'll be faithful stewards. If we're not available to be used of God, mark it down. Our resources, our talent, our time won't be available either. The man, woman, boy, girl who gives his heart to Almighty God. They first gave themselves to the Lord. You can give and not love God, but you can't love God and not give. If God has the heart, then he has some stewards who will sacrifice regardless of what is going on in life because God has their heart. And those Corinthian, I mean those uh, uh, Macedonian Christians were willing to sacrifice because God had their heart. And stewardship is all about God getting the heart, learning to love him. I'm thankful that three weeks after I got saved, I learned that I belonged to Almighty God. And I was a businessman. Plans, all kinds of plans for the future. Uh, my wife used to say that she was going to retire at 35, and I had a responsibility to fly her to New York City, have dinner, and fly back home the same day. Yeah, things turn out a whole lot different when God gets a hold of your heart. You find out that everything, everything that you own belongs to Almighty God. And mark it down. The greatest example you're going to see outside of the Lord Jesus Christ of a true steward is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul said, I'm thankful that God has entrusted into my management the mysteries of God. I mean, some, some precious things. And he says, as I'm around people all the time as a church planter, I'm concerned about what they think of me. I'm concerned about the church of Corinth. I'm concerned that I have a good testimony. He says, but none of those things are more important to me than what God thinks about my stewardship. And he says, he requires me to be faithful. If you're going to be a good steward, you've got to be accountable. If you're going to be a good steward, You've got to be dependable. You're going to be a good steward. You've got to be available. Learn that. And I hope these next several weeks, we're going to talk about stewardship of our treasure. And we're going to learn some things about what the Bible says about tithing. And learn that, uh, I learned some long time ago, that just if you tithe every single week of the year, you have done a good thing, but that doesn't make you spiritual. All you have done is obey. Tithing is, is, belongs to the Lord. That's, but when you learn the importance of being stewardship, being a good steward above your tithe, and get to your offerings, and get to where you're giving sacrificially, and when you're giving, and not just the money, but of your time and uh, your talent, where instead of using your talent to make a fortune in the world, you may use your talent to sing in a small choir in a church. Or you may, 
uh, do so many other things that, that you're willing to sacrifice for the glory of God. It starts with being accountable. Then God says, I want you to be dependable. And then make yourself available because what I need in my churches and what I need to reach the world, I need some stewards to manage what I will put into their guardianship for the glory of God. May God help us to learn the principles of stewardship that we may apply them to our lives for the glory of God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Father, there's no doubt that anybody who reads the Bible understands that if we're Christians, we're stewards. We also know that we're not always the best stewards that we need to be. I pray that you would help us during this month of stewardship to learn the importance of accountability, dependability, and availability, that we would improve on our stewardship for the glory of God. If there ever a time in life that we need good stewards, it's during these times in which we're facing in the world today. And I pray that you'd bless in a very special way. Help us, I pray, to be good stewards for the glory of God. Paul says, I'm concerned that one day I'm going to be judged by Almighty God. Therefore, I want to be accountable. I want to be dependable. I want to be available. Thank you for the opportunity we have to be stewards. Maybe be those that will be pleasing to you. We ask you these things in Christ's name and for his sake.